Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. If you are new and don't know what Couch Talks is, it is the bonus episode of Uni Therapy that comes out every single Wednesday where I answer questions that listeners, you guys, send to me. And you can send those to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. And Before we get into today's question, quick reminder, as always, even though we're answering your questions and you are getting not just one, but two therapists today, this podcast does not serve as actual therapy or any replacement for actual mental health services or a substitute for those. However, it's still allowed to help and we hope that it does. We try to do one question a week and that's what we're going to do and I always keep them anonymous so you don't have to worry about your name being out there or your email address or where you're from or any of that. The only thing that I would caution you guys to when you're sending in your emails, if there is a lot of personal information in there, I do try to read them just how you write them. So don't put anything in there that you wouldn't want me to read on here. And if you do want to give me background, just make a note to let me know what not to read. I want to say on air, but this isn't on air. This is read on the podcast. On the record. On the record. That you wouldn't you wouldn't want on the record. Okay. And you also just heard another person's voice. We have a not one, not two, not three, but fourth. Is this your fourth time? I think so. We have the famous Julia from Three Quartz Therapy here. So if you guys are not familiar with who she is, she is 
another one of the therapists at the practice that I own. And she was here originally to talk about religious trauma. And then you've been on a couple couch talks. And then you did a recent Monday episode about what it's like to go to therapy for the first time. So highly recommend those ones. You're always great. Julia has the voice of a therapist. <laughs> you do. You, you've gotten that multiple times, haven't you? I have gotten that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit. Um, uh, and that's just so nice because I don't think I have that voice. I think maybe my voice has changed as I have become a therapist <laughs> a little bit. But I definitely wasn't born with that voice. And you know, like the soothing, calm, like you just want to listen to it. You could do meditations. Wow. Thank you. I almost went into business. So I think my voice is better suited for this. Yeah. When I think of business, I think of like (laughs) in front of the boardroom. Yeah, no. (laughs) uh, Which you could do that too. Well, thank you. Yeah. The reason I asked Julia to be on this episode is because the question we got, one, it's a little triggering for me because I'm, uh, this is kind of one of my biggest fears and we'll talk more about that as we get through the email. But Julia got married in March. Yeah, March. Okay. And so we have not just a therapist, but somebody who's also had the experience of going through, we're talking about a wedding today, but going through planning a wedding, getting married, and then what it's like after. And while her experience, I think, is going to be a little different than our listener that wrote this, I just thought it would be nice to have somebody who has been in that position in case there is anything that she would want to add or say just about that personally. Now this email is a little longer than most. So I'm going to read it and hopefully I can get through this without actually I'm going to challenge myself. Usually I have to restart these emails four or five times because I get a little tongue tied. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to get through this in one shot. I'm working on my public speaking. So we're going (laughs) to pretend this is public speaking. Okay. So here is the email today. Hey Kat, I just got married about three weeks ago and it really was the best day of my life. We went on our honeymoon right away. So we've been transitioning back to in quotes, normal life over the past week or so. I've been a little surprised with how it's been affecting me. I've been feeling down slash depressed and it's nothing to do with the marriage itself. My husband is great and super supportive, but I felt a big coming down from the high of being the center of such a big day and our amazing trip afterwards, which I'm, this is me talking. I kind of want to know where you went back to the email. I find myself just lounging around the house on my off days, not motivated to do anything. At first I thought it was my body and mind just needing to rest since the last one to two months were so crazy with the last minute wedding planning. But now I'm starting to think it's more than just needing rest. I find myself spiraling out, of control by looking at social media and everyone else's beautiful weddings or other big news in their lives. And instead of just being happy for them, I feel sad because the attention isn't on me, which is crazy to me because I'm never one to want to be the center of attention. Now, my question is, in times like these, how do you know when you should listen to your body slash mind and take a rest versus when it's something more than that, like depression? And something that would require some action to work your way out of instead of spiraling more into it. Sorry if that's really long and wordy and doesn't make sense, but I just thought maybe the whole overarching idea could spark a conversation and get you super excited to get married. (laughs) Ha ha, she wrote that. No, really, it's been great. I just want to get back to feeling more of myself on a daily basis. Okay, 
So for those of you listening and we're like, good job, Catherine, you got through it perfectly. I messed up like three or four times, but we cut it out. So I'm going to try again next time, maybe on a shorter email. So when I initially read this, there are two things that stuck out that are different and also can be connected. One is this whole idea that I think a lot of people can relate to and gain something from is how do I know the difference between just needing to rest and needing a little break and also when something really is not going right and I need some extra attention, this might border into depression and anxiety that needs maybe help from a therapist or psychiatrist versus just feeling sad or scared, right? So we can feel sad or scared. We can also feel depressed and anxious. Those are not always the same, but they can be connected. And then the other thing I'm hearing is the struggle to find normalcy after riding such a long period of being in this state of elatedness and essentially a high. So it's the come down. That's a very normal thing that most people will understand what those two words mean. When we have a really high moment in our lives and we come back down into normalcy, normalcy now can feel like it's under the line like going into the darkness when really that's a baseline for you, but you have been so far away from your baseline that the high starts to feel like the baseline. So I'm going to throw this to you. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity school of natural health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. 
In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think as a therapist, coming from your therapy brain, what do you see are, are big markers or indications that somebody is not just sad and there might be some depression that needs attention? And what happens if we are just sad? Do we have to be depressed to need that extra attention? So we know sadness, like you said, can be a part of depression, but depression has a lot more layers to that too, besides just sadness. It can come up as anger and irritability and even like a restlessness. And so depression can take on so many other forms than just sadness. And I'm also thinking about the difference between when we lose something and we're feeling grief or bereavement versus depression. Ooh. And how we often as therapists are kind of like waiting out that period of bereavement to see, all right, is this just part of the normal grieving that you're feeling? Or is this becoming something deeper, like a depression that's going to stick around? I think that is so important to take a pause and focus on that. The fact that one, getting married is usually such a exciting fun, happy time for the most part. So we don't think about grief being involved, but there are so many things that you grieve moving into this new life phase. So just you changing your life and your lifestyle and maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't live with your partner. There's just so many things that change. And so there is grief in that, but also the planning of a wedding and the events that lead up to a wedding and all of that you also are grieving that that's over and the wed- the event itself is over. And so bringing grief into this conversation, I think is very, very important and something that I don't know if people feel a- like allowed or permission to talk about, which is funny because when I made a joke earlier about this is one of like my biggest fears, this email is a little triggering to me. I don't mean that seriously, but at the same time, seriously, something that I know about myself in general I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I get more joy sometimes looking forward to events than the actual events because when the events come, I like start the grieving process because I'm like, oh, it's going to be over. And I was sharing with Julia earlier that something that was very helpful for me in my periods of singleness and even after I used some of this when I was dating my current fiance, but I always would tell myself, oh, I still have to look forward to meeting my future partner. I still have all these things to look forward to and that was very exciting to me and helped me conjure up some of the hope that I needed to, you know, keep fighting the good fight of dating. And 
the other part is as I was going to all these weddings too, and I was single and I didn't know it was, I still get to look forward to my wedding. My wedding hasn't happened yet. So now I'm, I'm sitting in the space of, well, my wedding's getting pretty freaking close and I can only look forward to it for about four more months. And there's a loss in that. There's a loss of excitement and there's an over, like something is going to be over. And so I'm very aware of this. Therefore, I can do some things to preemptively take care of myself and we can't pre-grieve things. So I know there's going to be some sadness after and that's okay and that can be very normal. And so I want to offer the listener that wrote this and anybody who's experiencing, it doesn't have to be your wedding, but even when something is very happy and exciting and you said like the marriage is great, you love your husband, your honeymoon was so wonderful, you still are sitting in a loss. The loss of that thing probably isn't happening again, right? And it's something that in our culture, we start dreaming of a lot of times when we are little, like four, five, six, you play like wedding you know, you try, I know that we would try on my mom's like prom dresses and pretend they were, they were wedding dresses. And so there is a loss there and that is normal is what I'm saying. And with what you're also saying, Julia, I hear is sometimes we have to sit in the, the waves of the grief for a period of time before we label something as depression because grief is not depression and depression is not grief but they share some of the same attributes. So my other part of the question that I asked was, okay, well, let's say this isn't depression. When do we know or what are, what are we looking for in terms of deciding if the feelings we are having are worthy of more attention or if I just need to sit in it? So I'm a believer that Obviously, we need to sit in our feelings and feel them and feel through them. And we don't want to get stuck there. And so I think that it's a balance of, like you said, grieving the loss or feeling whatever it is that you're feeling and then taking note of what happens next. What do you need to do next? Not rushing out of that, but I'm thinking, what was it about that time in your life or the wedding or the feeling of being the center of attention that was really Mm. joyful for you that that gave you so much life outside and you know it's obvious that's like the happiest time Mm -hmm. ever it's meant to be the best day but but what parts of that can you reflect on and take into what your life is now and is that maybe an area of reflection you can kind of move into after you are feeling the feelings of the loss of it being over and all of that. Yeah, because the listener said that she's usually not the center of attention and doesn't like look to be that. And as I read this email, I thought, well, okay, that can be true. I believe you when you say that. And could it also be true that maybe you have never experienced something like this before? And it actually was nice. And it was nice to focus on yourself. And it was nice to have attention. It was nice to be able to put so much energy into something. I mean, there could be a, a million reasons why you liked that experience. And so maybe it's something that pre-wedding you didn't know because we can't know what we don't know. And I can't like know that I love 
I don't know, chicken Parmesan if I've never had it before, you know, I don't know why that's the food that came to my mind. (laughs) Um, but I can't know that I love that if I've never had it. And so maybe that's something similar for you, which is, I think some of what you're saying. And I, I believe that feel your feelings. You guys have heard me say that one bajillion times and our feelings are, we don't get to decide when those are ready to change, but they are guides. And so we have to feel them in order to ask those questions. Like, what is it that I need? And going to therapy does not then take those feelings away either. And so I don't think there has to be a a difference really. I think this part of why this might be a trick question is I don't know that there is a definitive line of when you should and when you need to just wait it out and you don't really need it because therapy can always be helpful and it can always give you tools or even in this conversation, there might be things that you hear, oh, I wouldn't have thought to ask myself that question. So that is always available. Now, there are moments when, okay, there needs to be some intervention. Yes, I think that that's true, that we need to take action and this is necessary, but I don't think we have to be at that moment to take action. So if this is something that it feels like something you want to explore, then like I would encourage you to go talk to somebody about this. It doesn't have to be a therapist. Maybe it is a friend. Maybe it is a therapist. It sounds like you're having some human emotions that are attached to a, a very human experience and part of that experience that people don't talk about a lot. And just to add some hope here at the end, I think that like you were saying, Kat, we we can have this like scarcity mindset around this is the one wedding maybe mm-hmm. um, that I'll have and the one time I get to like experience this, which could be true, but then that also creates this kind of scarcity mindset of like, this is the only time I'll feel this joy. This is the only time I'll have this like elation that I'm feeling. And I don't think that necessarily has to be true. There will be times in your life that will reflect pieces of that joy or that closeness. Maybe you were feeling to family or friends. So to kind of flip it into an abundance mindset, like there's going to be more of this in my life. This isn't the last time I will feel this way, but let me take stock of what it is that was so important to me about this and made me feel, you know, so joyful in this so that I can look out for that in the future or move more towards that in the future. Yeah, that is helpful even for me to hear. Now, if there is a loss, it's important to allow yourself to grieve that. And that grief doesn't mean that there isn't anything else in your future. There isn't anything else forward and our lives don't end after we get married. (laughs) But I think that also speaks to, this is a whole different conversation that I won't go totally down this rabbit hole, but it does speak to our culture and I, I feel this deep in my bones and it's, there's been a lot of undo attempting to undo this, but our culture, just like I said, we start pretending and playing marriage and wedding when we're so young, it does kind of shove down our throats that this is the pinnacle. This is just like there's the toxic messaging around. There's no love, like the love of a child. And like, you won't know true love until you have a child. It's very similar in the sense that this is the happiest day of your life. Like that is, can be true for people. And also that can be really scary if that is true for people. So I think I would encourage you to maybe just challenge I don't know what the challenge is going to bring, but challenge 
some of what you're really feeling because it feels true and real to you and what you're feeling because of the messaging we're told about what our lives should and will be like and what is important and what is not important. Just some food for thought for you. Anyway, thanks, Julia. Yeah. If you would like to find Julia on Instagram, where can these people go? They can find me at the self-compassion counselor on Instagram. And that's the only place you can find me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to use TikTok or Facebook is just for, you know, my family. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Wonderful. Where you can find the podcast at you need therapy podcast on Instagram and me at cat.defada. And then also you can find both of us over at three quarts therapy. Those are interconnected. And also a reminder that if you have a question or feedback or anything you would like to share with us, you can send that to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. Catherine is spelled with a K and R-Y-N because my mom wanted my life to be difficult. (laughs) Also, I really do like the spelling of my name, but I don't know if I like it because like it's mine and it's like different or if I really if i if my name was spelled k-t-h-e-r-i-n-e would i like that i don't know we'll never know and it's actually not important so i hope you guys are having the day you need to have and i will be back with you on monday bye Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.